welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popilov. And today we're talking about social media and specifically the ROI of social media and how you can make money and revenue for your business if you do it the right way. One of the most impactful ways that we see social media working is through sales team leaders owning their presence and owning the room when it comes to social media. And so today we have in the room with us someone who has done a phenomenal job growing their thought leadership and their following on LinkedIn. We have in the studio with us Steve Dubin. He is the business development manager for RMAX, a Sika company, and has some really incredible insights to share with us today. Steve, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. It's pretty exciting. Thanks for having me. We're going to get all into the social selling aspect of what Steve does and the success he's seen. But Steve, before we do that, why don't you take a few minutes to introduce yourself and our Max to our listeners? Hello, everybody. I'm Steve Dubin. I am a business development manager for RMAX. My focus is modular and offsite community, or it's going to be my focus coming up early next year because of some of the successes I've seen through social media marketing. They're kind of excited to put me in that position and kind of foster the growth Sika acquired RMAX about seven years ago, and it's only been a really good growth for RMAX since then. Sika is a multinational company that does everything from the top of the building to the bottom and the roads leading to it. I've had building materials sales experience for 20 plus years in various avenues, but been happily at this company for nine years. We first met at one of Mark Mitchell's Wizard Summits, and we were talking a lot about social media. Venvio and RMAX had a ton of conversations at that conference because polyiso is, it's very complicated. It's difficult to get beyond all of the chemical equations, all of the proprietary knowledge, not to mention it's an underutilized material when it comes to insulation in general. So there's a lot of education. All of those factors make social media very, very complex. So talk to me about what you've been doing on social media since then, because it seems like, at least from your specific personal LinkedIn, you've had a little bit of a different perspective as of late. After I met you guys, I started digging into social media quite a bit and just trying to find job leads within it, basically looking at photos of different things. And I didn't focus on modular specifically. I just started scrolling through, looking at basically like hashtags for rigid insulation, continuous insulation, energy efficiency, anything that would show up where someone had a picture of our stuff. And then I could dive deep into that. And it was successful enough to find opportunities that I actually even gave a small presentation at RMAX's national sales meeting to talk about how social media could be influential on us finding new business. And at that time, I had less than 500 followers. I hadn't really learned how to use it well. And that was after I'd met you guys. But I started posting, started hashtagging, started tagging so I try to be intelligent with those things too. And I started getting more and more hits. And you know, I think I just hit 1,700 followers in the last day or two. And some periodicals that are within the industry that I put most of my focus on, modular isn't my only focus. It just rose to the top of the one that seemed to have the most immediate impact. But like below grade opportunities, other residential opportunities, single family, multifamily, some of those things popped up. But some periodicals have reached out to me to do maybe some short articles about energy efficiency and how polyiso plays into that. So I'm a little bit tiny influencer, 
But essentially, I took some of the things that you said and brought it into our company and encouraged my coworkers to be more active on social media. And I don't mean put one post per year and wonder why no one's clicking it, to be systematic and regular about it. And several of them have done that with some success. Basically, they've had to learn that it's not overnight. You've got to build this over the course of a long period of time. The customer I told you about already earlier took months before I met him in person and a couple more months before they tried the first item. And you know, and here we are nine to 11 months later with a success story to tell. It takes patience and time. What I love about this story here, Steve, is you did two things that people don't want to do, which is you consistently posted, number one. And secondarily, you were really intentional about who you're going after. I mean, you said you were looking at photos, you saw a competitor, and then you reached out to the company. A lot of times we want to like just put stuff out there and we hope people come to us instead of approaching it with a level of intentionality. And one thing you were telling me, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're saying like, I'm not the person who wants to like typically reach out to people, but I decided I had to. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Because you didn't see results out of the gate. And I think a lot of people feel that way too. They're like, what in the world am I even doing here? Like, is this even working? I think I have a combination of a couple of traits that maybe are working well with us. I'm both tenacious, maybe too much, but I'm also patient. And those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. So I will keep asking the question. I don't want to do it to the point where I'm being aggravating or annoying, but I'm not going to let the conversation just drop if I started it. And that's how social media, I think, has proven to work. Even with just like the public posts, you can't just put that, leave it alone and expect miracles. You've got to foster it. You've got to tag people in it or no one's going to see it. You've got to tag hashtag appropriately to the industry to get potentially more people. You can't let people comment and then leave that alone. Take those comments as an opportunity to have a conversation. Don't be afraid to send messages. That's where what I think you mentioned was kind of my fear because going into someone's social media messages is kind of, I don't know, maybe taboo. And it shouldn't be on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is business. But like, if I don't know you and I send you a message on Instagram, that's creepy. You're also trying to help on LinkedIn. And that's one thing we do whenever we do like a training on this with somebody, because you bring up a good point. It's like the idea of, yeah, I can post content, but then I'm going to actually message somebody directly on LinkedIn. Like we make people, whenever we do a training, we're like, all right, everyone's going to find somebody that they could potentially help and or they see an issue and they're going to literally try to bring that person value by direct messaging them. It's not like, hey, would you like to buy a product? It's, hey, I saw something interesting. I think you might need help. If you do, here you go. Like a normal human being would versus as we say, trying to get married on the first date. You know, it's like, how can I just bring this individual value? I have a Teams meeting next week with a really kind of interesting offsite construction company. They do kind of prefab panels. And the reason I found them was I went through their socials and I saw one of those exploded diagrams of their wall assembly. They're using three different items in there. We have an item that can do all three things all in one. As it so happens, one of the items in their diagram was one of our lesser grade items. But if they used a slightly better version of it, they could eliminate the other two. So when I reached out to them, I said, hey, this diagram is amazing. And it was, it's a good assembly. Never bash your competition or never bash what they're doing. There's no reason for it. They found a good use for it. I'm just trying to see if there's something better we can do to make it better for them. And so now we're gonna have a conversation about that strictly based on that post, but I sent them a message saying, hey, this is really great. This is a good method. I may have something to help you reduce some of your processes or some of your labor or some of your materials, something along those lines. But if you point at something they're already doing, then they know you did your research rather than just say, hey, you use insulation? Guess what? I make it. We should work together. There's a little bit more to it than that. 
Steve, I don't know if you told Zach, but the reason that we started getting this podcast on the schedule is because you reached out to me and said, because of your social media presence, you've won customers. So there is a company that I discovered after seeing your guys' presentation at the Wizard Summit in Boulder. I started just digging around on LinkedIn, looking for my type of product, not just mine specifically, not just Sika or RMAX products. And I found a company that was doing a tour for like the governor of Colorado. And in the background, I saw one of my competitor's items leaning against the wall, just sitting there. And to me, that's a job. So I reached out, went through the people, like clicked on people underneath that company's name, found out who the VP of ops was and all that, and reached out and said, hey, I see you guys are using polyiso insulation. I would love to talk to you more about that. You know, I'm a representative for polyiso manufacturing. They didn't necessarily reach back out then, but I sent that, you know, I slid into their DMs with that. <laughs> but I eventually recognized the guy in person at the IBS show months later. So I walked up to him. It was an educational seminar. I saw him in the back after it was over. I said, hey, I've been wanting to connect with you guys. I would love to come and visit your facility and see how you use our type of material. And he's like, yeah, that sounds good. I got his email. I went out to the plant a couple months later. I mean, this is all systematic. It took some time but was able to convert one of their wall assemblies to using our item. And that was in August. They've done over $300,000 in sales with me this year. And they signed on to do 825 over the course of the first six months of next year. And we'll probably sign on to duplicate that for the second half. So you're getting over a million dollars in sales from looking at social media, one customer. I can't say everyone's going to use the specialty product like they are. But other companies will use our product in a similar way. And I've actually have locked in a couple of other contacts and customers that were in the early stages of working on. In fact, a customer today is going to be filling out a credit application. I discovered him on social media and have since met him in person, went to his factory actually just last week. And he wants pricing in a credit app to improve on his processes too. So, and I don't even know what they're going to do next year. It's, I can't even guess at that. Steve, that's sales and marketing coming together because from a sales perspective, you saw your competitor's product and you were like, that's an opportunity. Not that's a loss. I'm going to move on. You were like, well, you're going to use a poly ISO because you have a really specific product. So your competitor basically did the educating for you. Thank you. But you saw your competitor's product and you were like, I bet they would like my product better. So I'm going to reach out. Not I saw my competitor's product. And so I'm going to move on because they've already purchased their insulation. You've seen good success this year, Steve, doing this. And it sounds like there's people in your organization who are starting to believe in what you're talking about. What are you planning for this next year when you're like, hey, I want to continue the success? What are like the small little things you do on a daily, weekly basis? But what are the other, the big swings that you're planning for to help you continue to level up that, as Beth mentioned, that overlap between sales and marketing? Well, one of the first things I think I want to do is, it's going to be definitely social media focused, is to take this new business development management position. I should probably explain that a little bit. Because of the successes I've seen, my company has seen fit, and even my parent company, to put me in a role where maybe I'm a little bit more focused on that particular market segment that has seen success. You guys heard the story of the actual dollars I'm going to get out of just one of those opportunities. Well, I was maybe doing 25 to 30% of my time focused on that and 70% in a bunch of different directions. So the company is saying, like, well, what if Steve did 80 to 100% of his time with that? What could that turn into? So starting early next year, and I've really kind of started the process now, I'm going to be doing it more with a national focus rather than just Western regional focus. 
And so when I announce that, so to speak, on LinkedIn, that this is my new role, I'll be tagging several of the people that I've made contact with and basically be putting myself out there. If you have questions or needs in continuous insulation or energy efficiency or how you could improve your processes with air and weather barriers, reach out to me. And if you don't, I'll reach out to you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be doing that on social media and in person. So I'm going to combo the social media with making sure I go to something else Mark Mitchell also talked about was focusing your efforts on industry trade shows that are maybe a little bit more honed to something you want to do rather than just a broad blanket of everything. Like the IBS show is, it's a great show, but it's 70,000 people that are in Vegas to have a little bit of fun and write it off, essentially. So I was talking to Zach a little bit earlier about the World of Modular show. I think that is a great focus show. Shows like World of Concrete are great for that market. Find shows that are a little bit more honed towards individual markets, and that's where I'm going to focus my efforts and my networking opportunities. Steve, what are you doing on social that is getting conversations started that allows you to get into the DMs and create a natural next step for the sales conversation to get more one-to-one? I would say this is for any industry. Show it that you're actually a part of that industry, that you're on the same journey as they are. You're not just there to hawk the stuff that you're selling. It's obviously your primary goal as a sales rep is to sell stuff for your company. That's how you maintain a job there. But if you show the industry that you actually care about what your material does for them and care about their business in general, reposting articles with your thoughts about it, you know, my folks like affordable housing initiatives and things like that, Put those out there. Make sure, of course, that you're hashtagging and tagging accordingly because you need to get that out there. But don't be so wholly focused on your own item that you don't look like you care about what else your customer is doing because your customer just needs your item to make something that they're making. And they're actually interested about their end user, you know, and what their end user are needs. You need to be as interested in what they're interested in as you are about your own material. I mean, I really appreciate you coming to the show and just sharing a little bit about your journey. If a manufacturer is listening to this and they're thinking, man, I know I need to be on LinkedIn. I know I need to be creating the type of content that Steve is creating. Like, where would you tell them to start? What's like the one piece of advice that you would give them? Just do it. Don't think about how long it's going to take to get it or if you're going to get immediate benefit, because I'm telling you right now, you won't get an immediate return on it. That is not how social media works, but it also won't work if you don't start. So just do something. The way that I started, I didn't know what to say or do. So I took project profiles from our website, some of which I wrote and made. And I just posted those. I took either a photo or uploaded the PDF file of it. And they said, hey, you know, throwback Thursday to this project that I did with such and such at this job site and help them increase their air and water resistance and their energy efficiency and just said a couple sentences about that, tagged those people in it and posted it. And then be regular about it too. You can't do a post once a year and wonder why no one notices you. I think the algorithms within LinkedIn and other social medias will make you more active if you're more active. You will appear more only if you say more. So once a week, I would tell the sales reps, I know this is not necessarily something you're paid to do, but on Friday when you're doing your expense reports, get online and post a link to something on your website and say a couple sentences about it and tag people that would be interested in it or tag organizations that would be interested in it. From a polyiso standpoint, you don't have to just tag a polyiso customer. Tag an energy efficiency advocacy group 
or something, you know, tag the California Energy Commission if you're talking about wall insulation. Tag, you know, the Southeast Energy Efficiency Alliance if you're doing below grade in Colorado. They're interested in those kind of things. Steve, this has been awesome. If someone wants to connect with you on LinkedIn, what's the best way for them to do that? Do they just find you, search your name? That's it. By all means, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn or you can send me an email, which I think is accessible on LinkedIn or feel free to give a call. That number's on there too. Steve, man, thank you again. This has been awesome. And for our listeners, if you enjoyed this, check us out at venvio.com slash podcast to subscribing it more. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Pompikolov. Thanks everybody.